0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Just give the Lord praise and glory this morning. Oh, always great just to give Him praise and glory. It's nothing like it because He He is there with us each and every day and just always be praise in our mouth and, and, and honored and glory to Him. For without Him there's nothing. I heard uh, I heard a man say uh, this week, I was just on the radio, he said he don't put a piece of chewing gum in his mouth if he don't first give praise and glory to Jesus for doing it. Some might think that's a little extreme or a little silly, but really it's keeping your mind and thought on the Lord. You know, it's just, it's keep, it's always giving praise and glory where it's due, and, and we have to do that uh, this day. There's so many things that distract us away from Him. We need to do whatever we can to to uh, think of Him. So, And this morning, uh, as we uh, are put our minds toward the Word this morning, uh, it, is, it is my intention and hope to uplift you today, to, to be positive for you today. And to give you something to to carry you through the week, because we know we get beat down enough. Amen. We we get we get beat down each and every day. We go to work. Uh, just so many things. It's negative in the world. Just so many things that's negative. It's just it feels like we just attacked all on all sides. And so I want to be uplifting today. I want I want to be upbeat and uplifting, and give you a good word from the Lord. And uh, so uh, with that, I want to uh, read our uh, begin our scripture text, and we're going to go to uh, one Peter. Uh, chapter 2 and verse 9 first, 1 Peter 2 and 9, praise the name of the Lord. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Aren't you glad that he's called you out this morning? Glory to the name of the Lord. And from there, I want to go to John 15 and 16. Praise the name of the Lord. John 15, chapter 15, verse 16. And Jesus says here, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, and who's, who's the name? Jesus. Whatever you ask in my name, the name of Jesus, he may give you. Praise the name of the Lord. And from there I want to read Ephesians uh, chapter one and three and four. Ephesians one, three and four. Glory to the name. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places of Christ. Just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Woo! Glory to God. You have been chosen before the foundation of the world. Glory to his name, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time of fellowship. Lord, I thank you for your people, your good people, your chosen people, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, as we try to to speak your word, Lord, I just ask that you... That you direct me, Lord, and let me have said what you want to have said this morning through your word. And I give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. amen. As you're sitting down, look to your neighbor somebody beside them and say, you are chosen. And look somebody else and tell them you're chosen. Now look at yourself and say, I'm chosen. Hallelujah. I'm chosen. We are all chosen by jesus glory to his name i give him praise and glory for that so in case you haven't figured it out that's what i'm going to be talking about this morning being chosen chosen we are a chosen people and i thank the lord for that you know people are labeled with titles or names that we don't necessarily choose for ourselves uh sometimes we do sometimes we don't so so and some of them ain't, go, ain't gonna make us too happy and some of them you know we we don't mind so much but i I know uh, as far as a um, a label or, as they call them, uh, CB handles or nicknames, uh, one that I had early on uh, working at, at the time was Conway Southern was uh, Toxic Avenger. And <laughs> <laughs> that got that got shortened down to TA, so that become my uh, trucking handle is TA. Uh, but it stood for Toxic Avenger. And the long story short was working a dock one, one evening, Uh, There was a drum of toxic, a 55-gallon barrel, of toxic, uh, some kind of toxic inhalation hazard liquid in this 55-gallon drum, and there was a skid of metal pieces that were all just different shapes and sizes, and someone had set it in front of the drum. And I still claim to this day that I did not puncture that drum. But for whatever reason, when I picked up the skid of metal and pulled it back, the one of those jagged pieces of metal had punctured the drum, the, the toxic inhalation hazard in front of it, and it was leaking out. And, of course, the supervisor, he'd come over, and he was breathing down, looking looking down, look, you know, breathing some of that stuff. I said, I don't think you need to be breathing that toxic stuff. We all got back and, like I said, make it short. They had to close, shut the dock down, close it down, and we all got to go home, which that was nice. We got to go home, but they had to call the hazmat team out to uh, to take care of the situation. I got... I started called Toxic Avenger or TA. It was early on in my career, and, and you know, it kind of stuck. So, you know, sometimes we get names like that that, that, that that stick with us. You know, sometimes we put names and titles, labels on ourselves, you know. We label ourselves in a way. Um, also at work, uh, you know, when you talk about you make a change, uh, you, have, you, have, you might have a certain reputation sometimes. And when you make a change, maybe say you accepted Jesus and you, you want to try to live differently and, and turn around and change your lifestyle around, uh, you want to make a change. And, uh, of course, your coworkers, you just kid around joke around with them. They'll, uh, we get to babbling, as we call it, uh, and just goofing off carrying on. And they'll say, I've turned over a new leaf. And I'll tell them, well, the, well you know what the problem with that is, is your leaf looks the same on the other side. It ain't no different. It looks the same on the other side. You turn over a new leaf, it needs to look a little different. (laughs) So that's just how we, you know, I'm sure you all do the same thing, cut up different ones, but uh, that's what I tell them. One label that's hard to shake and get rid of is someone who is ex-convict, you know, uh, uh, a man or woman, either one, that may have uh, did a crime and they've had to pay their debt to society. Uh, they 've got that label put on them, and when they get out and they try to move on uh, it 's very difficult for them because they 're labeled to, you know with, with that title you know it 's very hard and nobody wants to seem to help them, give them a chance give them, you know give them, uh, give them a chance for a job or a place to live so it 's very difficult when you've been out of the, when you 've been out of the workforce like that. Another label could be uh, alcoholic or uh, what 's known to, for a lot of people is recovering alcoholic. And my personal opinion on that is, y'all, uh, y'all may disagree, but my personal opinion is, I don't like the recovering alcoholic title. I don't like that label, because I think if you've overcome it, you're an overcomer. You're no, you're no longer that alcoholic. You're different. You're changed. You've you put that aside. You're no longer that recovering part of it. Especially if if Jesus is the one that gave you that victory over it. You know, if Jesus had given you a victory over anything, you're an overcomer of it. You no longer labeled that. Uh, you no longer have that title, and we should we should drop those titles. Uh, you know sometimes we put labels on ourselves like if we ha- if we feel like we have failed at something we haven 't completed something or a goal, maybe we had dreams at one time, uh they kind of fell by the wayside, things that just didn 't happen and when, so we call ourselves failure or we put labels on ourselves that uh, that we're not happy because we're not happy with ourselves, but we, we don't need to do that. We need to not put these labels on ourselves because all that is is a tool of the devil to keep you down and keep you uh, feeling oppressed and, and upset so that you can't live for the glory of God. God does not want us to live with a label like that on us. It just keeps us down and depressed and in a bad state of mind. We need to always be as positive and as happy as we can be. That's the way Jesus wants us to be. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I know that each and every day that we all face different situations and attitudes that makes it difficult to stay positive, right, to stay happy. You know, you, you can come in contact. You can, be, you can wake up giving God praise and glory in the morning, and your first place that you stop, there's somebody there with a bad attitude, cussing like a sailor up and down. It just really drains you from the get-go, you know. So it's very tough to, to feel like you can stay positive uh, in all situations, but that's something we have to strive to do. Uh, these labels that, that that are put on us really get us down. But I want to tell you this morning that Jesus gave us a label that we're to wear and wear proudly. Jesus gave us a label that we should d- reject all other labels. It is a label uh, of being chosen. And this morning, uh, I, want, I have something to pass out to everybody. Mich- uh, Michelle has it. Yeah, Michelle, if you don't mind helping. Everybody gets one because it's a label and it's from uh, it's from Jesus or me, either one. No, I'm just kidding. It's not, not, don't consider it for me. Consider this a label from Jesus. You just peel one off and, you know, pa- pass them around. Everybody gets one because you are chosen this morning. You are chosen by Jesus. From the foundation of the world, you have been chosen. You're, you've been chosen for greatness. You've been chosen for good things, not for bad things. Glory to the name of the Lord. Jesus has called you chosen. Chosen to be a vessel of honor, chosen to help those in need, chosen to love. And that could be the one greatest thing that we can do and help. You know, we you may not we may not see ourselves as ever being president or maybe president of a company. Yeah, I'll tell you if you got plenty, I'll tell you. I'm chosen too. I claim my chosenness. I'm chosen. I've been chosen long before my time, I've been chosen. You have been chosen before your time. You claim it today. Claim it this morning. Be your chosen, your chosen vessel of the Lord. And, and like I said, we, uh, one of the greatest things that that, uh, that that we're chosen for is to love. Love ourselves, number one. Love yourself. You love yourself, you're going to accept that being chosen by God. You know, you may not love some of the past labels that you've had. You know, may, may, some of them may feel like they're hard to kick. Maybe you feel like you're still dragging that wheel. But I'm telling you, once we have come to Jesus and we've asked forgiveness for our sins and we're a child of His, we to kick all them other labels off and only wear that this label of chosen by Jesus. It's from Him. He He don't want you dragging all that stuff around. He He wants you to know each and every day you're chosen. You're His. You're His child. You're, you're You belong to Him, and you need to to live as such. And you need to love yourself to recognize that every day. Love yourself that you are chosen. Tell yourself every day. Don't Don't be shy about saying, "I'm chosen." You know, you might, you, like I said, you might, go, you might come in contact with somebody that's all of a sudden got you upset or got you beat down some kind of way or just, you feel that negative coming in. It ain't nothing but the devil trying to get you down. You say, I ain't going to accept that. I'm chosen. I'm a, I'm a chosen person. Jesus has chosen me, and I give praise and glory to the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's the title you wear with pride. There's nothing wrong with accepting that you're chosen by God. Glory to the name of the Lord. And the Bible has many people, well, all of them, that we, that we talk about and study are chosen by Jesus and chosen by God, all, all of them. One, one in particular that I would like to uh, uh, mention briefly, and for the sake of time, I tried to narrow it down, so I, I hope I didn't glaze over so much you know, of it, but I hope to give enough of it, uh, information to you about Joseph. And uh the book of uh, Genesis talks a lot about Joseph and his life and what the things that he went through and he was definitely chosen by God. And, and uh there was a lot of things in his life, a lot of labels that he ha- that he had on him. Uh but uh, w- uh his brothers uh did not like him at all. You know, you might remember that uh, his he was he was kind of he was chosen by his dad too. His dad really loved him and gave him that coat of many colors or tunic, as they call it, uh, of many colors. And so his, uh, also he, was, he would get inform- gain information from about what they're doing in the fields and report back to his dad. And one time he got a bad, he'd come back and give a bad report uh, for, uh, for what his brothers were doing. And they didn't like that. They didn't, they didn't like that he'd give him a bad report, probably figured he was a snitch, you know, and they definitely didn't like the fact that they could tell that uh, uh, Jacob loved him uh, uh, more than them. And so Joseph had the, uh, had a label on him from his brothers. And, and so one time, as his dad told him to go out and uh, search for his brothers and find out what they were doing, they saw him coming. And they said, look, here, this dreamer comes down the road. And so that was an, another label that he had was dreamer. And in fact, he had dreams. And that was one thing that made him mad, made his brothers mad, because he told them about a dream that he had where he, in effect, would become a ruler over people. And they didn't like that they, they just like, "Who are you to, are you going to rule over us you know they didn't they didn't want to believe that they didn't want to accept that, uh, but that was a dream uh, that he had had because of those dreams and being a ruler. Uh, they called him that in a derogatory way and uh to try to put him down and so uh, they throw they throw him in a pit they wanted to kill him, but it, his brother Reuben. Didn't allow that to happen, and so they, and that he was not killed, but they did leave, leave him in a pit. And then finally, some uh, Ishmaelites come along, traveling down the road, and they and they get the idea to uh, sell him sell him to the Ishmaelites. And so he becomes a slave, and he's wear, now wearing this slave label on him. And uh, he's about he's about 17 years of age at this time, so he's a very young man, teenager. And uh, he, for they sold him to uh, the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. Uh, is what they sold him for, and uh, while he, while that he was a slave prisoner, as, as he as he moved along, he wound up uh, uh, being a slave in Potiphar's house. Uh, as he was sold off, he became a slave in Potiphar's house. Well, the Lord had favor on him, and he took care of him, and he the Potiphar began to see this and realize this. He trusted in him, made him over his entire household. And so, even though that he was wearing these titles, and even though his brothers had sold him into slavery, and he could have very easily got down and out, been been upset with self, could have very easily just wanted to take himself out, he didn't do that. He stayed strong in the Lord. He trusted in the Lord. He did not lose hope in Jesus. He trusted in the Lord. And while he was at Potiphar's house, uh, Potiphar's wife. That, that was watching all of this going on, seeing the favor that uh, Joseph had had upon him and the things uh, how the things that he was doing she tried to seduce him she tr- she tried to to get him to to lie with her as the scripture says, but he had no part of it he knew God had chosen him and he he wanted to stay true to the lord so he di- he didn't he didn't accept though all of those uh, advances from from Potiphar's wife he did not accept that and so uh but as a result of an event that took place where she tried to get him to come in and lie with her, he left a piece of his garment or she it was in her hand, and she had possession of it and there was no one else in the house, so he flees. Well, when Potiphar comes back, she tells him the story of what happened and so now, at this time, he becomes prisoner uh, he didn't kill him like he in those days he probably would have uh, the uh, the master of the house Potiphar he could with Potiphar was an officer for uh, for pharaoh. He probably could have just killed him as a slave at that time, but he didn't do that. So that tells me maybe he he trusted a lot in Joseph. He he seen what all he had done. He didn't want to kill him. So, but he did throw him in prison, and uh, and so now he's wearing the label of a, of a prisoner. And uh, in Genesis thirty nine and twenty one, if we have the, if we have that, oh, I don't think I gave you that one. I'll read. I have it written down here. I'll read it. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So while he was at prison, the Lord still showed him favor. this He's staying true to Jesus. He's staying true to God and not not giving in to the temptations of the world. He's staying true. And even though every situation of his life, he's staying true. And that's what, as, as good Christian people, we, do. we are chosen of God. God has great things for us. Jesus has great things for us. There's a lot of things that we may not see yet, but they're chosen for us. And if we stay true to him and always honor him and give him praise and glory, they will come to pass. And they will be fulfilled if we stay true to him, just like Joseph did. But jo- uh, Joseph thought that he was about to leave prison. After he'd been in prison for a while, he thought he was going to get ready to leave. Uh, when he w- had revealed the dreams of uh, two other men that had come in, the, the Pharaoh had a chief butler and a chief baker. And, he had made, and those men had made the Pharaoh angry, so he threw them into prison because they made him angry. Well, while they were in prison, they had dreams. And Joseph could interpret dreams. And so Joseph, uh, when he seen their countenance on their face one morning, he asked them, what is it that's bothering you? What's going on? And they each told him the dream. And so Joseph, telling them the dream, he, he he also told them that the dream come from God, that the interpretation of it, the dream, the interpretation of the dream that he can give come from God. He didn't take credit for it he, he did, or nothing like that. It come from God, and he let them know that. But he told he told the chief butler, as he revealed his dream to him, that remember me when you things are well with you and you and you are reestablished in in the, the Pharaoh's house. And he gives he gives you your butlership back. Remember me. And he says, Oh yes, of course I will. But uh, but he did not do that. He forgot him. He forgot the butler had forgot about him. That things come, uh, things come to pass. The, the chief baker uh, was hung. They hanged him, but the but but the chief butler, on the other hand, did receive his title back. So Joseph wound up spending another two full years, the scripture says, in prison, uh, because the the chief butler had forgot about him. And so, uh, while he's still in prison, it turns out that the pharaoh has now had a dream. The pha- and uh, he's had a dream, and he want he wants to know the interpretation of this dream. So uh, the he calls for the magicians and the wise men of the time to try and come and explain this dream to him and he don't he's, he doesn't they don't know how to explain it but they because they don't understand it but but Joseph on the other hand once again he tells him God has God has the interpretation and I can give you the interpretation from from God of what what your dream is to be and this particular dream had to do with the 7 years of of uh, plenty and the 7 years of famine and not only that, he gave him advice on top of that. He gave him advice of how to take a fifth of what the, the plentiful years to hold back in a storehouse to, uh, to save for the seven years of famine. So when that time come, that they would have you know, uh, provisions to be provided for. And that, that's, what he had to, that's what he had told him. And so Pharaoh instantly took to Joseph uh, from a prisoner to a ruler he instantly took him so now he's out of prison and now he's wearing another label prisoner or excuse me he's another uh, ruler and if you remember that was his dream all along that he was once uh, going to rule and we read in genesis 41 chapter 41 praise the lord glory to his name 41 beginning in verse 37 this, this is what it says as, as, he, as a Pharaoh has instantly took him from prisoner to ruler. It says, So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Pharaoh even recognized that he had, that he had the Spirit of God in him, directing him. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this... There is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Wow. Look at where he'd come from. Look at what all he'd been through. And now he's ruler. He's a, he's he's second to the pharaoh. He's that how basically a prince if you want to look at it like that. He's basically a prince now to, uh, to the Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Praise the Lord. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt, and Pharaoh also said to Joseph, "I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of egypt So while the transformation that had taken place for Joseph, and I know I went through a lot of that really quick, and it isn't a whole lot more in detail, as a matter of fact, as you read on um, This famine that had taken place is what eventually led Joseph back to his uh, his family, his brothers, and his father. Uh, If you read on into Genesis, it'll tell you the 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 rest of that story and how that came to pass. And but uh, not only is it Joseph, but there's so many other. Uh, men and women in the Bible that that has been chosen by God to do great things, you think of King David and how he was chosen, and it was kind of almost a similar situation. His brothers weren 't happy with him either they didn 't think he should be uh, chosen to be to, uh, to be the, the next king you know they didn 't think he should be chosen at all, but he was he was anointed of God and, and searched out and so There's so many others that are chosen of God to do great things, and and they always give praise and glory for him. That We always say it is uh, uh, David was a man after God's own heart. That's how we ought to be. We ought to always be after God's own heart because he has something chosen for us. We may not see it yet. We may not have it fulfilled to us yet, but there is something that, that is chosen for you by God, and we just have to claim it and accept it and receive it and uh, uh the one uh one person that I want to talk to uh, lastly here before I let you go, is Jesus. Jesus was the ultimate one labeled uh, and he, he was the greatest of all. And he was he was labeled he was labeled just a regular man just a average Joe no one special just a carpenter's son and that's one reason why the Jews could not accept him as the coming Messiah they thought it was going to be someone else they thought it was going to be someone more majestic they were searching for it they were waiting for a king to show up not not somebody that they watched grow up you know they watched him grow up they said they they, they was that wasn't who they was looking for they had him labeled see they had him labeled and they, they didn't want to accept that and we read in Matthew thirteen. Chapter 13, and beginning in verse 54, it shows us a little bit of of that. And it reads, When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that when they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, Jose, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? And where then did this man get all these things? Praise the name of the Lord. So they were offended at him. They were offended. They didn't. They wanted to reject that. But Jesus said to them, "A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house." Now he did not do many mighty works there because of the unbelief. So they didn't. They didn't believe that he was. That he was the Messiah. That he was a coming one. They were expecting somebody else. They didn't had him labeled. But he was the chosen one. Amen? He was chosen by God to be that sacrificial lamb for you and me and the entire world. To die on that cross for our sins. So all of mankind that would accept him and receive that cho- being chosen by him, they would accept that. Glory to the name of the Lord. The Jews thought that the coming of Saul would be more majestic. But Jesus was chosen to fulfill the Father's plan. He was chosen to be the ultimate sacrifice. And like John the Baptist said, when he saw him coming down the road, behold, the Lamb of God, glory to the name of the Lord, that that takes away the sin of the world. Now, Jesus holds great labels now. The, The label that the Jewish people had put on him, that's no longer. That's way gone. Jesus now holds Redeemer, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Healer, Savior. He has proven that all other gods are false, and he is the one true God. He is the one true God. Has He not proven to you time and time again that He's the one true God? He is your healer. He is your redeemer. He, we have all the hope in the world because of Him. And that's why today we need to wear these labels. Uh, I know these will come off eventually, but we need to always keep in mind, I am chosen for yeah. Jesus. I am chosen. I may not see something come to pass right now, but hold on to that promise. Hold on, hold on to what He has promised you because it's coming. You are the chosen vessel of the lord stay positive stay stay happy don't let things get you down rebuke it anytime anytime you're feeling down in a dumps you're feeling down and out you're feeling like everybody's against you you've done the wrong thing you done messed up again don't worry about that you are chosen you are chosen this morning glory to the name of the lord because jesus was chosen to be the sacrificial lamb of god he has chosen us to represent him today so not, so we take, we take pride in that and glorify God He has chosen us and that we are to represent him. There's so many people out there that needs the hope and love of Jesus. And if we can keep ourselves lifted up in him, through him, and let him work through us, we can, we can share Jesus with others that need him just as bad. Because this world and society, as things transpire and keep tra- going on and going on, they need Jesus more and more, and it's up to us to share Jesus with him. It's up to us to love them enough to share Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. If you'll stand this morning, glory to the name of the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. We, we're not going to close out and finish up without um, taking time for uh, uh, an altar call. If there's anyone that, uh, that needs prayer for anything this morning, uh, we're here to pray with you or uh, uh, sickness or whatever it might be, if you just want to come uh, and pray, then, then you're welcome to this morning as we uh, sing a short verse. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.